This is Plant-Based Briefing, Animal Protein versus Plant-Based Protein and the Protein Combining Myth by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate articles on the myriad of reasons to live vegan. I try to keep each episode to around 10 minutes, and today's articles are shorter than that, so I'm combining two into this one episode. They are about the health benefits of eating a vegan diet, and they're from Dr. Michael Greger at nutritionfacts.org. It's essentially one of the go-to sites for current nutrition information. What they do is summarize all of the latest peer-reviewed nutrition and health research, and they have no conflicts of interest. There are no ads, no corporate sponsorships. It's just the facts. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Animal Protein versus Plant-Based Protein and the Protein Combining Myth by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org Animal Protein versus Plant-Based Protein In 2019, Dr. David Katz and colleagues, including one of my favorite researchers, David Jenkins, published a public health case for modernizing the definition of protein quality. The prevailing definition seems to have more to do with biochemistry than the net effects on human health. The popular concept that protein is good and the more the better, coupled with a protein quality definition that favors animal protein, fosters the impression that eating more meat, eggs, and dairy is desirable and preferable. But this is directly opposed to nutrition guidelines that are instead trying to push more plants. Although protein malnutrition is still prevalent in many areas of the world, it is exceedingly rare in the industrialized world where the most formidable public health threat is not something like kwashiorkor, protein calorie malnutrition, but from chronic diseases. And in 2016, a landmark study was published out of Harvard involving more than 100,000 men and women that found that replacing animal protein with plant protein was associated with lower risk of dying prematurely. The worst seemed to be processed meat like bacon, as well as egg protein, the egg whites, but swapping in even just 3% plant protein for any of the animal proteins, processed meat, unprocessed meat, chicken, fish, eggs, or dairy, was associated with a significantly lower risk of arguably the most important endpoint of all, death. Yeah, but how do we know it's the protein? The researchers adjusted for factors such as saturated fat intake, which suggested it wasn't just the animal fat. Okay, but how does your body even know the difference between protein from a plant and protein from an animal? Isn't protein protein? No, unlike animal protein, plant protein is generally low in branched-chain amino acids, for example, and decreased consumption of branched-chain amino acids improves metabolic health. It could be the IGF-1, a cancer-promoting growth hormone that is boosted by so-called high-quality animal protein intake, though. We suspect the IGF-1 connection is cause and effect, since people who are just born to have higher IGF-1 levels, regardless of what they eat, do appear to suffer higher rates of killers like type 2 diabetes and heart disease. Or it could be something the Harvard researchers didn't control for, such as toxic pollutants, such as dioxins and PCBs, since they tend to accumulate up the food chain into cattle, pigs, chickens, and fish, and therefore end up on our plates. So plant-based protein also stands as an important step to lower the body burden of harmful pollutants. If you don't think 100,000 people are enough, how about 400,000 people? The NIH-AARP study is the largest diet cohort study in history, And again, simply swapping 3% of calories from various animal protein sources with plant protein was associated with 10% decreased overall mortality. And you get even twice that benefit if you get rid of eggs, too. 
That's not a surprise, since egg consumption is associated with a higher risk of developing cardiovascular disease. Put all the studies together on dietary protein intake and mortality, and people who eat more protein tend to live shorter lives. But this is mainly driven by a harmful association of animal protein. Plant protein intake is inversely associated with mortality, meaning those who eat more plant protein tend to live longer lives. More animal protein may mean more mortality, whereas more plant protein is correlated with less mortality. So the best of both worlds would be to increase the intake of plant protein in place of animal protein. In other words, as another 2020 meta-analysis concluded, quote, persons should be encouraged to increase their plant protein intake to potentially decrease their risk of death, unquote. The Protein Combining Myth all nutrients come from the sun or the soil. Vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin, is created when skin is exposed to sunlight. Everything else comes from the ground. Minerals originate from the earth and vitamins from the plants and microorganisms that grow from it. The calcium in a cow's milk and her 200-pound skeleton came from all the plants she ate, which drew it up from the soil. We can cut out the middle moo, though, and get calcium from the plants directly. Where do you get your protein? Protein contains essential amino acids, meaning our bodies can't make them, and so they are essential to get them from our diet. But other animals don't make them either. All essential amino acids originate from plants and microbes, and all plant proteins have all essential amino acids. The only truly incomplete protein in the food supply is gelatin, which is missing the amino acid tryptophan. So the only protein source that you couldn't live on is jello. As I covered previously, those eating plant-based diets average about twice the estimated average daily protein requirement. Those who don't know where to get protein on a plant-based diet don't know beans. Get it? That's protein quantity, though. But what about protein quality? The concept that plant protein was inferior to animal protein arose from studies performed on rodents more than a century ago. Scientists found that infant rats don't grow as well on plants. But infant rats don't grow as well on human breast milk either, so does that mean we shouldn't breastfeed our babies? Ridiculous. They're rats. Rat milk has 10 times more protein than human milk because rats grow about 10 times faster than human infants. It is true that some plant proteins are relatively low in certain essential amino acids. So about 40 years ago, the myth of protein combining came into vogue. Literally, the February 75 issue of Vogue magazine the concept was that we needed to eat complementary proteins together, for example, rice and beans, to make up for their relative shortfalls. This fallacy was refuted decades ago. The myth that plant proteins are incomplete, that plant proteins aren't as good, that one has to combine proteins at meals, these have all been dismissed by the nutrition community as myths decades ago, but many in medicine evidently didn't get the memo. Dr. John McDougall called out the American Heart Association for a 2001 publication that questioned the completeness of plant proteins. Thankfully, though, they've changed and acknowledged that, quote, plant proteins can provide all the essential amino acids, no need to combine complementary proteins, unquote. It turns out our body maintains pools of free amino acids that it can use to do all the complementing for us, not to mention the massive protein recycling program our body has. Some 90 grams of protein are dumped into the digestive tract every day from our own body to get broken back down and reassembled, and so our body can mix and match amino acids to whatever proportions we need, whatever we eat, making it practically impossible to even design a diet of whole plant foods that's sufficient in calories but deficient in protein. 
Thus, plant-based consumers do not need to be at all concerned about amino acid imbalances from the plant proteins that make up our usual diets. You just listened to Animal Protein versus Plant-Based Protein and The Protein Combining Myth, both by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. And I remember being taught in school that animal proteins were superior and plant proteins inferior, so much so that you had to even be careful to combine them, like rice and beans were the example they always used. But it wasn't until just a few years ago when I was whole food plant-based and started researching all this stuff that I learned this. Those are two very common misconceptions. Not only is animal protein not superior to plant protein, it's actually bad for you and you don't need to combine your plant proteins. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit and thanks for listening.